Gentlemen, welcome to the Insider's Edge podcast here on the WCWA Network. I'm your host with the most on the West Coast, California Imperial. It's a joy to be with you all once again. And speaking of a joy right here, right now, I get to speak to somebody that I've been looking forward to talking to for so long right here, right now. And and I'm just I'm just gonna lay it out there right now, okay? She's strong, she's cute, she's wild, she's sexy, she's intelligent, she's talented, she's naturally cool, she's fun, she's absolutely drop dead gorgeous. She's the incomparable one and only Cherry. How are you? Oh my goodness, what an introduction. Thank you. Hi. Nice how to are see you. you. <laughs> I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic now that I have the chance to talk to you. It's it's so Aww. nice to talk to you, Cherry. And Usually I have a certain question that I ask people uh, for the first question on the podcast, but with you, this is going to be a different question. And it's a very simple question. It's a weird question, but it's simple. Cherry, what year is it? 2022. <laughs> right. 2022. Cause I'm really confused right now. Cause I'm looking at my computer screen right now. And I thought it was 2006 right here, right now. I mean, you, I think that you uh, you're not letting us know where the fountain of youth is. I'm telling you right here, right now. You're so sweet. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, one last little bit of flirting. Uh, do you have any tips on how to maintain gorgeousness for such such some time? Working out, working out, and diet. <laughs> right. Well, and I also I... have some good genes from my mom. So um, <laughs> no, but working out. I mean, obviously, when you're in the wrestling industry, you work out a lot. But um, I've over the years gotten very bored with it, but you have to keep your routine new. And, um, I got into orange theory, which I don't know if you've been to that before, but very addicted to it. So, um, I went this morning <laughs> before our, our show. So, um, very addicted to it. So if you ever have an opportunity, check it out. It's the first class is free and, um, you definitely, it changes up every class. Um, they, they think for you. I think that's what I love the most is I, you know, I've been to, the gym over many years and always had to come up with my own routine and stuff, but, um, they, they don't, they do everything for you. So you just have to kind of do what they tell you to do, which is great. <laughs> so every class is very different. So I love it. Right. Yes. Well, I, I probably need some help because, uh, I've got a dad bod, but I don't even <laughs> have any kids. So it, it just, that just doesn't compute. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but Cherry, again, the usual first question I have on the show now that I'm being normal and being serious, how did you become a fan of wrestling uh, before you got in the business? My brother, <laughs> my brother would hog the Saturday morning TV and he'd watch wrestling. And I wasn't a big fan at first, but you know, he got there first and we ended up watching it. And I started to fall in love with, you know, the more uh, Saturday morning wrestling shows. So it's catered, uh, you know, and, and I was lucky enough to be able to bring him to my first WrestleMania as a kind of a payback for that. So, yeah, we had a great time at our first <laughs> WrestleMania together. So it was because of him. <laughs> That's cool. So, okay, your brother was a wrestling fan. Does that mean the brother tortured you in the lounge room and, 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 and utilized wrestling moves on you back then? No, um, oddly enough, I'm not one of those kids where we kind of, we did that. So um, we were very close. Um, but we never did the wrestling move. So <laughs> okay. that's good yeah. to know. Uh, so you're a wrestling fan growing up. There's a point in time where you think to yourself, I want to do this. I want to get in the business. How did you figure out how to get into the business? You know, that's funny because I didn't know there was a way into the business and I didn't think of it back then. Like, oh, I want to be a wrestler. or Oh, I want to be a valet. Or um, I didn't know you go to school or kind of how it worked back then we didn't have cable, um, to a sense where I saw anything other than, you know, WWF, um, at the time in the morning. so I didn't get to see NW, um, NWA or any of the territories or WCW. I didn't get to see any of that. So I was only known, I only knew WWF. Um, so going, growing, 
older, you know, I just was still watching and be a fan, but I didn't know there was a way to get into it. And I never, I don't know why I didn't think that way, but fast forward to my adult life. Um, I met someone, I was working in the cellular wholesale industry and I met somebody and, um, she's like, wow, you really know a lot about wrestling. You should talk to my, my uncle. Um, so talk to him and he was impressed for a girl to know a lot that I did. Um, because as I got older, I started to buy the magazines at the, at the magazine stand. So I would see like dusty roads and Rick, like, I, so I knew of them, but I didn't get to watch the TV shows they were on. Um, so he's impressed. And then he kind of educated me on the independent scene and, um, kind of wrestling schools and stuff like that. But yeah, as a younger kid, I didn't know, like, I didn't have that epiphany. I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a valet. Cause I didn't know the behind the scenes. I mean, you know, you have people like Natty who comes from a family and she obviously, you know, they educate her on kind of how that works. I didn't have a family and I wasn't in an area where I grew up where kids were into it, where they knew the end of it. So yeah, I was, I was a little bit different, but evolved lately, you know, later in life, which is nice. So appreciate that. Right. So, um, like at some point you do, uh, get involved with the, uh, um, in, in my research, Please correct me if I'm wrong, because sometimes the internet can be very wrong. But December 18th, 1999, uh, the show is ISPW Brotherly Love in Persephone, New Jersey. It says that you team with Julio Fantastico against Mike the Ref and Glenn Osborne. Was this your first match? No, actually. Um, I didn't meet Julio until much later, which is a great reference, because um, Julio helped me out a lot. Um I started out with IWF. That's who um, I first got to know. Um, and it wasn't a, it wasn't, a, I, I started out as a valet um, and I didn't get into wrestling until much later, but it was IWF that I just went to the shows just to see what it was like. Cause I didn't understand the independent scene. So I went to the shows and I kind of did ballet stuff with them. And then I met um, Donnie B who was really close to Dennis Carluzzo for NWA, New Jersey. So you network, right? Networking is everything in life. So I networked, made friends. Then um, I don't know if you remember her, Bobcat. Yes. She was a valet at the time. So she was big on the independence in my area in New Jersey. So we became friends and we would do shows together where we would be opposite valets to each other. So she would show me how to do the cat fights and, you know, how to do that kind of stuff. So it started out with um, IWF, ISPW. ECPW and NWA. I did just kind of those four promotions and just started working my way there. So it was actually just more of a, a valet situation with um, IWF and ECPW is the school I ended up going to the wrestling school, which was in Persephone, New Jersey. So, um, but yeah, that uh, Glenn Osborne, Julio, <laughs> that was great. I just actually saw that on um I have a fan who sends me stuff that I'm that's super rare that I haven't seen in forever. And she sent me something with me and Julio with Glenn Osborne with, oh my gosh, brings back memories. That's great. That wasn't actually my first show though. That's great. <laughs> okay. Very cool. I, I like to uh, throw it out there and, and see if things are correct. And if they're not correct, then then that's good. Then course, yeah. now, now we figure out where things are in, in real life. And there's going to be other things that were, uh, put online that aren't true that we're going to dispel later. But uh, another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, I believe 2nd of November, 2002, uh, PCW at the Memorial Middle School in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. Apparently you work with Alexis Larie, who is better known as Mickey James under your old name, Miss Cara Slice. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you remember this? Uh this is a long time ago, 20 years, nearly 20 years ago. Yes. Yes. I do remember that when I started wrestling, um, I worked Alexis or Mickey a lot. Um, she was great. She had, she was a lot, very more experienced than I was. So it was good to be able to work with somebody, um, who had the experience could teach me along the way, uh, when we did our matches. Um, so yeah, the, we, um, we did that now, why do you say Kara Slice? Because Julio actually gave me that name. Um, because I, when I got into the business, I was just like, ah, I'm not, you know, I can't think of anything creative enough. So I was like, if I ever get signed or whatever, I'm sure I'll get a name, right? Thinking way back then. So we were at a show for um, 
Northeast Wrestling and I was managing Julio and they were playing his music and they announced me as Kara Slice and I turned to him he just starts laughing I go what did you do and he goes you're like a spice girl and I was like oh my gosh and I was like all right whatever like I just went with it but yeah that that was my name but yeah I I worked with Mickey a lot and super talented then and super talented now so I do remember that very cool uh you also work a bit over the years with Tracy Brooks April Hunter who I've had on the show as well uh other ladies here and there until 2005 uh, what were these years like for you and what was the independent scene like for women in the business at the time um it was really great at the time um you know you didn't have a lot of uh women out there doing them so you tend to gravitate and get booked with the same women um so ironically i mean i definitely like to share you know as i was learning wrestling I was very nervous at first and kind of going through the matches, but I, the first time I ever felt really comfortable was when I had a match with April Hunter. Um, and I don't remember the promotion it was, but I remember it was like a high school gym and, um, she's great. And I don't know what it was about our chemistry, but I remember this match specifically because as we were going through the match, I finally like felt comfortable in the ring like not worried about like what we were going to do or what she was doing or what I was doing. I just finally like almost like gave a big sigh of relief because I felt comfortable. Um, I wasn't trying to like, I was so nervous that I wanted the match to end because I just wanted to get it over with. It was that time where I was like, no, I'm good. I'm, you know, and we, we only had so much planned in it. It just, it, I just remember that specific match where everything just clicked for me and I just felt comfortable and it was a really great match. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that match specifically with April. She was, she was awesome. She is awesome. I, 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 I think the world of her, she's a really cool girl. Uh, um, time, time's wearing on here. You, you, you've been in the independent scene for a few years there. Uh, and then there's an opportunity to work for OVW. So uh, do you get to work for OVW um, prior to being signed to a developmental deal and, you know, do you start working with them and then this opportunity arises after you've already been there for a while? Yeah. So the OVW thing happened, um, as I networked through the years, um, I had met a lot of friends and I was dating uh, Judas Young at the time. Um, and he was a wrestler. So I was friendly with his, his group of guy friends and wrestlers. So, um, his friend Inferno Kid, Danny Gimondo actually, um, and I, I would manage, inferno against my boyfriend it did the chemistry just work better that way so um we had a great dynamic but he had gone down to OVW and moved to Kentucky um and he had told me about a tryout training camp that they were having well told both of us because my boyfriend was wrestling too but he had some injuries so he was like just come like you know I was a weekend warrior at that time you know I went on the weekends and I was like Ugh, I'm gonna send an application I'm never gonna get picked right but what you have to understand is OVW was OVW and yes, the developmental for WWE was there, but you, I mean, you, it was very clear that you were, you were there for OVW, not for WWE. So I sent my application. I'm like, I'm never going to get picked. So I get picked and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got picked. Um, and then I was like, ah, I'll go. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I do that every weekend. Like, what's the big deal? I didn't care. Um, so I went and there was a lot of guys and I was one of two girls and I don't even know what happened to the other girl. I think like the second day, like she just hid in the bathroom or something. I don't even remember, <laughs> but I knew a lot of the workers. Um, Pat Buck was there. Um, Damien Adams was there. So I, I had networked and there was a lot of like independent guys. So um, we did matches, we did promos, we did the whole weekend and um, Inferno actually so I was able to visit with Inferno. So um, I was able to visit with him at the end of the night um, after we did practices and stuff all day. So just did the, did the weekend and um, came Monday, Tuesday, I came home and um, just called Danny Davis, who was, you know, owns OVW. And I just said, Hey, you know, I really appreciate the time. I had a great time and thank you so much. And never thought anything would come of it, but Danny said that they really enjoyed what I did and thought that I had great potential and would love to invite me 
to OBW and made it very clear that does not mean you're getting signed. That doesn't mean you're getting in front of WWE. That doesn't, that you're coming down for OBW. So it kind of just happened. And ironically, I was in a job that I loved. I was making good money, 401k, all of this stuff. And I took the biggest risk and I quit my job and I moved to Kentucky without my boyfriend um, to waitress during the day and do wrestling school at night and, and get on any show I possibly could. So um, I thankfully, you know, networking, I, you know, the girl who was doing the Wednesday TV show, she was the ring girl, couldn't make it. And I was like, can I do it? Can I do it? Like, I just kind of jumped in there and started to be the ring girl every Wednesday for their TV tapings. And, um, you know, I just, you know, met Cliff and Jimmy from there and, you know, it snowballed into an opportunity very quickly. So I'm very blessed for that. You know, I had a long time on the independence. I marinated enough. I needed another step um, to learn advanced stuff. So, um, it evolved very quickly, which I'm very grateful for because it takes a long time for a lot of people. So I'm very happy. I, I threw caution to the wind and took a chance. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, it's such a big step to make when you're already doing okay. You're making enough money with your real job and you got the weekend warrior, but now this you're following your dream. And I think that's really cool. And, uh, one thing that you and I had spoken uh, on Twitter about recently uh, in, in our DMs, uh, I'd asked you about the name Cherry Pie. Yes. Uh, you had said that that was never, in fact, your name. Is that correct? Yes. So it's, when... It's on your cagematch.net profile. It's on your Wikipedia. We're going we're gonna to destroy this rumor right here, right now. Yes. So... Cherry, Deuce, and Domino evolved very quickly. Um, so we ended up, the boys presented me with the idea a week before the office was coming down to evaluate the contracted talent, which they did from time to time. So the boys had already been working on this greasers gimmick. And a week before that, they had said they wanted Cliff came up with the, Domino came up with the idea for a girl in roller skates. So it evolved very quickly and I had a week to get it together and we really didn't do much um, as far as, um, sorry, my contractors are here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we didn't really have much to marinate or kind of go over. So we picked the name Cherry because we were like, well, what is, what's my name? You know, cause they were like, we don't know what she looks like. We just want her on the old school roller skate. So I put the outfit together. We got together like that Sunday before the office came down on that Tuesday. And, you know, we're like, well, we could go with Sandy for Greece or we can go with Cherry from Outsiders and Cherry's just wrestling-esque, right? <laughs> so it evolved very quickly and nobody knew that they were that they were involving me. I didn't tell anybody. We wanted it to be a surprise. So Al Snow didn't know. Danny Davis didn't know. Rip Rogers didn't know. I think the only person that knew was Mickey and um, Ken Dome. Um, you remember Ken from the yeah. um, guy? Okay. They were the only ones that knew because they needed. I got close with them, and that's when they were starting to bring the boys up for the uh, Spirit Squad. And yeah. I and Ken borrowed some of my cheerleading stuff that I had because my gimmick on the Indies was cheerleading. So. So anyway, so nobody knew. So when, when we got signed, we were on T so it was Tuesday. The, the office came down Wednesday was TV and they were told, put us on the show and introduce me. So again, Al didn't know. And he said on that TV show, that's cherry pie <laughs> because he really wasn't in the know yet. Nobody was really in the know yet. So it was that one time that Al said on OVW TV, um, my name was Cherry Pie, when it wasn't. And I think it's just easy for people to pick up on, especially with that warrant song, Cherry Pie. So <laughs> very cheeky. But um, yeah, so it was never really Cherry Pie. It was an accident. But, you know, it's a, it's all, all one and the same, right? We all know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I thought that maybe that's where the name came from that because of the song. But the song. We, yeah. we found out now that this is it was just Al being Al. Uh, well, he just didn't. He wasn't in the know, and he it wasn't all in the know. So yeah, it's not. It's um, good. It's 
So uh, your time at OVW, uh, and before I start talking about uh, Cliff and Jimmy, uh, who would you say like your best, your biggest mentor was during that time in OVW? Probably both of them. We really leaned on each other a lot um, because we really wanted the gimmick to work. Um, I think Al was a big part of that as well. Um, Al was such an incredible, is such an incredible teacher. Um, he really gave you the reins to really be creative um, and made wrestling make that much more sense to me. Um, I think we leaned on each other a lot for the gimmick per se, um, but Al really, Al and Danny really made it come to life for me as far as understanding it. So probably them for mentors, you know. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, the next question I had was uh, Katarina Waters, uh, a.k.a. Katie Lee, or Katie yeah. Lee Virtual, as some may know. Uh, her name <laughs> pops up a little bit for you during your time there. Uh, yeah. How did you enjoy working with her? Because I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like she never got her due in the business. <laughs> She's fantastic and talented. Yeah. And we did a little bit of a program after um, the boys and I um, blew off our storyline with Cody and Sean. Um, then I went into a title match with her and then, which didn't last long cause they pulled us up on the road full time. So, um, she's great. She's just a great person in general and just a very talented worker. So, um, yeah. And then she got a chance to come up to the main roster and I thought she did great with Mickey. Um, again, short lived, which is, is stinks. Um, because she, she as well has so much to offer. So she's great. And I actually just saw her this couple months ago in LA. I did a, um, a signing out there and, uh, the promoter said that she, she comes around a lot. So she ended up meeting us for dinner. So it was so nice to see her. She's doing great and looks fantastic as always. So yeah, I love Kat. Very cool to hear. Even her time in TNA was a short run as well. Just oh my goodness. Yeah. She was so but good. But I love her TNA storyline. That was so interesting. It was. It was. Uh, now it's time to talk about Cliff and Jimmy. Um, what did you first think of both of them when you met them? I actually knew Jimmy um, for quite a while um, because he started training the same month and year I started training. But he would go with his dad to the wrestling school. So I worked out at ECPW and he would do it like off hours. He was working three jobs at the time. So um, I knew Jimmy and when I got down to OVW and moved to Kentucky, it was nice to see a familiar face. Cause we'd known each other for quite a while already. We weren't that close, but you know, he, he knew me and we worked together on the Indies and stuff like that. So, um, Cliff, I didn't know until I met him there. So I just knew of him as being hysterical. Um, he did the dice domino gimmick. So it was like an Andrew dice clay, um, kickoff. So he's just incredibly incredibly hysterical um hold on one second i think their contractors need me <laughs> so sorry <laughs> that's okay we can have this edited all done thank you have a good day i'm so sorry um, that's okay <laughs> so i didn't know um yeah cliff until i got down there so so funny like natural like natural humor in him he's so funny so i didn't yeah he hung out hung around with different um friends than i did but we knew each other at the school and and i would go to the shows on the weekend so um but definitely when they were coming from what i was what jimmy told me was when they were coming up with a gimmick and they wanted the girl um cliff was the one that came up with it and they looked around the wrestling school and were like who could fit this person but jimmy knew me from the indies and knew my work ethic so he was the one that recommended me and then jimmy approached me with the idea because i didn't know cliff so um yeah that's i mean yeah it evolved crazy <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> that's cool and you know you, you you get told that you're gonna have to wear these roller skates um did you have any moments with those roller skates you know because some of those entrance ramps in wrestling can be in a little bit of an incline uh, <laughs> please tell me are there any moments with those roller skates and how did you feel about having them oh my gosh the the um 
stress me out, stress me out in general. I, when I first got the idea, when we got the idea, I would go to the local roller rink on my time off and just practice. Cause I had roller skated since I was a kid. So, but, um, they brought us to TVs and, uh, it was when they had the big ramp on raw, we, we came into raw and they ended up not debuting us, but I was like, panicked I'm like what am I gonna do um so ironically we because when we got signed we actually they put us on the road they were going to debut us on raw that Monday which was a blessing in disguise they didn't because we had to marinate and really kind of get ourselves together but um so that's when I freaked out because this ramp was so so big but and ultimately what we ended up doing is the boys would walk in front of me and I would just kind of hold my hand on one of their backs and it would pace me to go down but ironically, when we did debut, they switched the entrances to a flat ramp. So that worked out better because we had the cars and the flat ramp. But still, I mean, I still had to go up onto the, because SmackDown still had like a little bit of a graded stage and a slight thing. Um, but the boys were, were great as far as recognizing where I was or where I needed to be to help me if I had to get over something really, really weird. So um those, I, by gosh, I was gonna, I was gonna get through those skates. That's for sure. Is <laughs> they're heavy, they're heavy. So, um, and then I was pretty good about, uh, I only fell once <laughs> and they edited out a TV. It was, um, a match the boys had with Jimmy Wang Yang and I was slapping Jimmy and I slipped in the ring, which was weird <laughs> because when I'm in the ring, I actually just kind of walk. I never really rolled. Um, it almost yeah. made it more because the wheels couldn't move. So, but that was the only time I ever fell, ever fell. Um, and they edited it out. Thank God. <laughs> I, felt so bad. I felt so stupid. I was like, Oh my God. Cause I, I just think like everybody thinks like, Oh, she's going to fall in those, you know, they always just like put that voodoo on you. But um, yeah. So the ramp actually changed by the time we got to the main roster, which is thank God was great. Plus it got us our cars, so. <laughs> no, that, that, that is lucky. And, and earlier today, I was actually watching the uh, debut on SmackDown and I did notice that you were walking in them. Um, and I was yeah. like, oh, but, you know, that, that that's helpful. Um, and and I, I'll be honest, I loved the whole thing, the debut. Um, you couldn't have been more adorable. I loved the, the, uh, the entrance into the ring and, you know, JBL made a comment and it was, it was very entertaining and Deuce was making me laugh so much. He was so in character Domino as well. Oh, I just, I, I love the whole thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you must've been really excited. Like after all these years, you've been a fan, you weekend warrior, you've been an OVW. Now you're actually in the WWE, you're going to be making your debut. Like, how was that day for you? Incredible. Uh, I just, I'll never forget the feeling I had for the, from that day because we'd already gotten teased about being brought up. Um, and, and my journey was very quick. So I don't take that for granted. Um, you know, how I, how quickly I got signed and this gimmick, I just loved and believed in. Um, and we all did, and we did our character so well. Um, and I loved the dynamic, which was, you know, Domino's my brother, Deuce is my boyfriend and they're best friends. So it was almost like a, I almost lived out my own, my own hero with Jim Elizabeth, you know, he was the heel, she was baby face really. And that's kind of the dynamic we were trying to portray. We got that over mostly in OVW, but didn't really get a chance to do a lot more of the dynamic for our characters in WWE, but it was the boys. I like to watch them fight, but you know, I was still also like the baby face girl, like nobody talks to cherry and you know, that whole, that whole dynamic. And I just thought that was so different. I didn't feel like you had a dynamic where it was kind of like, you know, Randy and, and Liz, where he really was kind of the bad guy and she was just this demure sweet woman. So um, I always took it as a opportunity to like live out the steps of my idol, you know, to be able to do. And I took a lot of her from, took a lot of her into the cherry character in so many ways, whether pitching ideas or just kind of my mannerisms or my facials and stuff like that. So, um, just, I, I never thought in a million years I would be able to walk the same walk as her in that sense. I mean, I could have been a completely different dynamical character where, 
I was nothing as demure as she was, but I got to be so close to that persona. It was just, you can never dream of something like that. So I didn't take it for granted at all. It was incredible. It was amazing feeling and just sitting behind the curtain as like, I'm sitting in the back of the car and the boys are in the front and I'm like looking up and, you know, like this is happening. You know, I remember a few years back, I was, my girlfriend had tickets to a Shania Twain concert and we went to a, a, an arena in New Jersey. And I just remember, and you know, I, it was her concert and, um, you know, I was going as a friend cause she had an extra ticket. And I just remember, and I was wrestling at the time I looked up and I was just like, I wanted people to scream my name. I wanted to be in this, like, I was just like, I can't wait. I just kept saying, I can't wait for when I get to be in the ring. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just yeah. had an opinion how incredible it is to be in that arena. And like, all these people are there to see you. And I felt remembered that moment right before we made our debut and we're sitting behind the, the, the entrance way in the car, getting ready to go. And it was incredible. Just who would have thought, who would have thought that I <laughs> actually made it that route. So yes, I'm very grateful. That's very cool. I love hearing uh, stories of somebody's dream coming true. And uh, that's like, this makes me feel so good. And the fact that you just mentioned going to a Shania Twain concert. Every time I do karaoke, I sing Shania Twain every single time. <laughs> if you're not in it for love, I'm out of here. Um, anyway, back to the interview, Cherry. Uh, in April, they become the tag team champions after defeating Brian Kendrick and Paul London. You and the boys must have been feeling pretty good about your trio's trajectory right now. I mean, how were you feeling? How were they feeling at that point in time? Oh my gosh, it was incredible. It was overseas. We got it in London, um, in the UK and it was weird. It's, it's a total different machine. Once you get up there as we had had Matt. With them before and they like kind of go from there, but yeah, that UK trip was remarkable for sure. Very cool. Uh, so uh, when you become, you know, someone that's on the main roster there, uh, you end up, uh, you know, meeting all the other ladies that are on the roster that have been there for years. Which of the ladies backstage took you under their wing the most? And who do you feel you connected with the most? Natty. <laughs> Natty came up after me um, before Natty got there. Probably Layla. Layla and I got really close. Um, you know, you had the girls that were kind of doing the wrestling program and I was still kind of managing. Um, so you had Michelle, you had Victoria, you had Ashley and all those, but they had their own programs kind of going on. They were off doing that stuff. So we were in the same locker room and they were so great to me, but I think before Natty got there, me and Layla and Kelly and, and um, Brooke were, were hanging around a lot, but me and Layla traveled some. Um, but then of course, when Natty got there, it was on you know it was like best friends from the start so and I was really close with Beth too but Beth was on Raw so I didn't get to see her a whole lot um you know only when we had like cross branding or what have you so um Beth and I were always close from OBW so um yeah probably Layla before Natty got there was really kind of mentoring me so and leaned on <laughs> Very cool. And what about the boys? Are any, any of the boys backstage there, you know, pretty cool and you became friends with? Yeah. I mean, I became really good friends with Batista. Um, he's so down to earth, so cool. Um, he was always so funny to like, was always like, if you start dating somebody, you have to like talk to me first. And like, I need to give the okay. Like it was, <laughs> he was so, so cool. So I got close with him. Um, you know, it was always like, I was friendly with a lot of people. Uh, I stuck around with a lot of the girls, but we were all, we were all friends. I mean, Jesse and Festus, when they came up, you know, um, big show, big shows. Awesome. Um, big show came to my apartment once. Um, cause we, we were all going to go out to dinner and it was funny to see my, um, neighbors like, <laughs> 
because um, I didn't socialize with a lot of my tenant, the other people in the apartment. So they, I, I don't think they knew what I did, but that was funny. So um, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out big time. Flair and I, I don't know, Flair took a huge liking to me, which I didn't mind, you know, who, who's not going to like a friendship with Flair. Um, but as far as guys, I mean, we, we all really stuck together. Um, Miz. So when we traveled, it was me, Jimmy, Cliff, Miz, CM Punk and Hornswoggle. We drove, drove, uh, traveled for a while. So probably them, Miz and Punk and Hornswoggle besides the two boys. So as far as guys that I was closest with, so probably them now that I think about it, I know I was missing something. <laughs> <laughs> no, very cool. I'm just, I, I can't stop smiling at the thought of, uh, uh, the big show, you know, walking into your apartment and you just seeing this massive human being in your regular human being apartment. A just... Great dude though. He was so cool. Such a good guy. Yeah, no, I can tell with him. He's pretty cool. Oh, and I can't forget Shelly, Ariel. Oh, we're still friends to this day. Um, I talked to her a lot. So Shelly was great. But we again know each other from um OVW, so felt like home. <laughs> Very cool. I love hearing all about that. Like Batista was like a big brother, you know. If you're gonna date anyone, you better ask me first. Like I think that's just so sweet, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he- um, could you tell me about like a typical week on the road for you? For people out there that don't really understand what the schedule was like back then, if you could just talk about like what your Monday to Monday would be like for your for your career at that point. Well, when I was there, and I know that, that things change a lot, but when I was there, so we would leave, gosh, I would leave Friday, do a house show Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, maybe Monday, but then towards the end, they started having us just go to raw. So it was really kind of leave Friday, Friday house show, Saturday house show, Sunday house show, Monday, if there wasn't a show, then there was a, then we went to raw and then Tuesday was SmackDown and then home Wednesday, Thursday. (laughs) So home two days, if you were lucky. Um, I ironically slept better in hotels than I did in my own house. Um, so I got, I never really fully ever unpacked. Um, I always had my suitcase and then just kind of washed my clothes and repacked it again. So, um, yeah, it was, it was hard. I, I think the hardest parts were when you took a house show loop and then you took off on the long tours because you never got at least that break home. Um, those were hard because Europe was always two and a half, three weeks sometimes. Um, so when you were gone for like almost a month, that was rough. Um, I don't know how Natty still does it because she's constant, you know. So um, the schedule isn't like it used to be from what I understand. They're definitely rotating people a lot to keep people breaks, which is great. Um, yeah, it was it was tough, you know, and getting used to that. So in airplanes, uh, in rental cars, you know, constantly moving. So but it's worth it. That's what you signed up for, you know. It was worth it. I don't regret it for one minute. That's it. It's like, uh, you know, I've, I've read a lot of books like written by rock stars and, and uh, you know, uh, pro wrestlers. And were there ever times where you're like, what town are we in again? Because, you know, you're, you're always living out of the suitcase. You're in a hotel. Were there ever times where you maybe you kind of forgot which town you're in? Not necessarily because you always had a drive to the next town, (laughs) um, which sometimes was like 400 miles. So you always took it like right after the show. Um, When you're overseas and you're on tour, then, then you're at the um, mercy of the, the, you're all on the same bus. Right. So they, you don't have to find your own hotels and stuff like that when you're overseas. So that could be a little daunting. Um, I think the thing that really kind of stinks is like, I saw a lot of stadiums and hotels and rental cars, but I never really got to see a lot of sightseeing because there's not necessarily always time for that. So yeah, I've been to Cardiff, Wales, and I've been to the UK and I've been to Australia and I've been to, you know, um, these places and I just never really saw anything. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I, for me, I never got to see some, some, some stuff. So, um, that was a tough part. Right. Interesting. Cool. Uh, I just like hearing about those kinds of things. Uh, I don't know if anyone else out there when this 
interview goes out finds that interesting but i find that small stuff interesting other than just you know the the wrestling and all that uh because you know this is someone's life you know this is your life and it's not just what you see in tv there's a whole bunch of other things that happen between them um but uh one thing that i i i noticed in my research there uh which i thought is like wow this was such a sign of the times uh there was a wet and wild water fight with eve as the referee march 25th 2008 in fayetteville are you okay my friend yes sorry that's okay. Uh, in uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, yourself and Michelle McCool defeat Maurice and Victoria in, uh, in, your, in what I believe is your first match on television. Uh, when you first heard about a wet and wild water fight tag team match with the with Eva's referee, what did you think? And how do you think that one went? It was, it was fun. You know, they gave us a heads up on that because we had to have swimsuits and things and I was very dedicated to my gimmick. So I wanted to make sure that I had something that represented cherry rather than just an average swimsuit. So, and, and those girls are kooky, you know, especially Lisa, she's just, uh, she, you know, she, Victoria, she's it's so funny. So that was really fun to do. And that whole diva competition was really fun to just think that, um, you know, I made it to where I did, you know? So um, that was kind of in the mix of that whole diva's, competition so right. sorry my dog went <laughs> right, okay so um yeah so that was that was fun those girls were all fun to uh work with so yeah they gave us a heads up on stuff like that that's fun uh this is the next thing i wanted to talk about when they just they decided to split you away from deuce and domino it was about like 13, 14 months after the team debuted. Yeah. Uh, you had a great year. How did that make you feel? We didn't like it. You know, we had so much more to give. We had so much in our arsenal that we could have entertained with. And, you know, we did a lot in OVW, which was great. And, you know, we never used, we never even took my skate off to beat anybody with it. I mean, it was just, we weren't happy with it. Um, and they weren't really using the boys at all at the time it was just kind of more so with me and the diva competition so it stinks but um it is what it is you know it just it it robbed a lot of people of the entertaining that we could have done but you know again you're talking about that machine you have no control yeah. over that and so unfortunately yeah we had a lot more to give so absolutely because this is what i think uh, i think that the run was going great and it didn't don't fix something that's not broken uh right. and, and then, but when they announced the split and like you get kicked from the team it was on wwe.com right it wasn't even on the actual show from what i read uh yeah. and and maurice has put in there with them and and i don't know that it seemed to happen a lot back in these days it always felt like uh in these times there was split an act that was working but they're not really know what to do with them once the split was made it happened with the Bashan brothers it happened with love resistance it happened with a whole bunch of teams that were a really good unit for some time there and were given uh, so, something fruitful to work with. And then they split them. And then it feels like they just didn't know what to do. You know, uh, both of the guys ended up uh, eventually getting released. You ended up being released and all that. Why not just keep it together? Because it was working. That's I feel that's what happened with Cherry, Deuce and Domino was the same as these teams something was working, yeah. they split it for whatever reason and then didn't know what to do. Did you feel like they didn't know what to do with you and the boys after the split? Which is silly, which is silly because we always had input. We would always pitch ideas. So it didn't make any sense, but we always just got Vince isn't big on tag teams. Vince isn't big on tag teams. So then why are there tag teams? Why are there tag team ch championships? So I don't, it's just weird. And then at that point I had to kind of focus on myself because they were using me. Um, you know, and I, and I had, didn't want to take that for granted. So yeah, we're, we're really bummed about that, you know, so you never, you never really get an answer. <laughs> we're just, we just got, this isn't big into tag teams, but then you go and bring up another tag team app. I don't know. It's whatever. They bring in another tag team, give them all these vignettes and they put them together for six months to win the tag titles. And then uh, uh, they're gone. Right. Yeah, and it seemed to happen all the time during this <laughs> mid-2000 period. And 
Um, actually, one thing that I wanted to let you know, I don't know if you do a lot of Googling of yourself on uh, and all that, but I did a little Google and I, I typed in Cherry WWE Reddit. And I want to see if anyone on Reddit has said anything about do some domino in yourself. And the words that came up more frequent than anything about you, underrated and underutilized. That must make oh. me feel nice. That does. That does. Um, you know, I, I, you know, towards the end there, I got very self-conscious about myself. Um, and I just didn't utilize the, um, tools that I had to get better because I got into my own head. You're on this big spectrum. And, um, I, I think they had a lot. I, I it's, it's my fault. You know, I just, um, I look back at things I could have done differently. Um, and I wish I did because I feel like they were going with some steam, which was great. Um, but I love that people saw that in me. I mean, I think a lot of people didn't realize that I came from an independence and it was me just, just believing in Cherry because Cherry wasn't supposed to know how to wrestle, right? She was just there for her brother and her boyfriend and liked to watch them fight. Like we, we really loved our gimmicks and believed and wanted to stay true to that. So yeah, a lot of the times it was like Cherry acted like she couldn't wrestle, you know, it was all a lot of those, uh, you know, matches I had with Victoria was that I wasn't pulling out all these moves out of nowhere. You know, it was, I wanted to, uh, to organically evolve. Um, so don't believe the hype. It was a character, <laughs> but I hate that when people say that because there was more to me. Um, I think that, yeah, towards the end, I just got super self-conscious you get, I think that happens a lot because everybody has an opinion and you have to turn all of those opinions off. You have to really kind of focus on yourself and get the opinions from people that matter, like fit, you know? Um, so yes, I, I definitely like that, that people say that. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate it's, it. It's cool because usually when you type someone's name in and, and type in the word Reddit afterward, there's going to be some prick who says something like mean. <laughs> But honestly, I didn't see one comment that was negative towards you. Everyone was like, oh, you know, like that was, I thought it was a great team. Like, uh, I thought, you know, it, it should have been around longer. But anything that, about you, all positive. And that's like okay. a first for me. Usually someone <laughs> says something rude, you know, just to be a dickhead. That's what they usually uh, do. For um, social media, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so you did talk a little bit about Natty earlier. And I mean, Gosh, I mean, I was telling you earlier about how it still feels like it's 2006 and that you haven't aged. This woman uh, is still killing it. It is 2022. When did she debut? Like so long no, ago. Oh, she's incredible. And I and I admire her so much. She invests in herself in every avenue. They can hand Natty whatever they need, whether it's a match, whether it's a promo, whether it's a HR, like not HR, PR type of thing where she used to go do an interview where she has to be an ambassador, whatever it is, if they need Natty to help somebody get over or help guide somebody like Natty just has put so much stock in herself that she's just such an asset um, into her look, into her beauty, into her, her, her um, costumes, you know, she's really just constantly reinventing and keep, you know, investing back in herself. And she's smart, super intelligent. So yeah, she's stunning. <laughs> stunning. <laughs> yeah, good to she... have good best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is cool. And uh, you had a little bit of a run there with her. Uh, so, I mean, that must have been like outside of Deuce and Domino, like probably the most important part of your career oh, in WWE. Goodness. Yeah, to be her debut match. Uh, I just, I love that it was us and fit and everybody were so thrilled with it too. Like I remember, we remember coming through the curtain and getting a standing ovation in gorilla um, and then fit just hugging us. So it was great to, you know, be her debut match and have such a friendship and um, please everybody, you know, and just do what they, they wanted us to do and have a good time doing it too. So yeah, that was really, really great. We, we talk about that a lot. <laughs> that's cool and uh look cherry we're getting very close to the end of the interview here but you've just mentioned someone's name and i didn't have any questions about him and now i realize i should have asked about him fit finley um uh, how much of an influence was he on you huge influence um he he 
is great with the girls. He knows how to deal with the females. <laughs> so I think he gets stuck in that role, but I don't think he minds it either. He has such a great mind. He's able to um, express and convey things very clearly and makes sense. Um, and I think TJ has taken over that role too, as well. TJ knows how to deal with the women and, you know, how to, you know, the ins and outs of doing the matches and the psychology and just dealing with the women on a day-to-day basis. I think, you know, we're a special creature, but um, it, it, phenomenal. And, and he's just laid back too. He knows when to be laid back and he knows when to work. So being on tour with him and, you know, sitting at the hotel bar and, you know, drinking with him and Lisa and Victoria, and uh, everybody like, he's just, he's fun to be around in general, like not when we're not working, you know, so what a, what a great guy. Um, he actually saved me once. I'll tell you the story. I forget where we were going, but we were, we were, it was a tour overseas and we were going through security and I always brought my skates with me on my carry on. Well, this particular TSA person overseas, wherever we were, was going to take my skates and said that it was like a weapon. And I was like, Sid, I, I don't like, it was, it wasn't TV. So at TV, I had a second pair of skates, but I needed the skates for the shows we were going to be doing. I'm like, fit, they're going to take my skates. And he ended up smoothing it over. And God forbid, like I, I'd never been without my skates on these shows. So I don't know. I remember, I don't remember what country we were in, but he saved my butt because they were not going to let me take those skates. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So he saved me a few times. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I He's love little best. stories like that. These yeah. little little nuggets of information that you wouldn't get unless somehow we managed to to branch off and get down there. So that's great. And uh, to be perfectly well, honest, Fit can open a um, beer bottle with his eyeball. It's so weird. <laughs> of course, he would he do can. it on the tour buses. He's like, "Watch this," and I'm like, "How or why would you think to even do that?" Like, <laughs> He's so funny, but yeah. So sorry, I had to share that last little bit since you like that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, but you know what? That guy needs to go in the Hall of Fame. And what I would love is for him to be inducted by all the ladies, everyone, everyone he's Great influenced, idea. be on that stage applauding for him because he's done right. so much for uh, women's wrestling. Um, yeah, he's a legend. Um, yes. Okay. Got to ask the sad question. Uh, the release, when you find out, please tell me a little bit about that. And when that happens, obviously there's a moment where you have to like, okay, holy shit, what do I do with myself now? What were your first plans with uh, post-WWE life? And, and how did you deal with uh, not seeing your road family anymore? Um, it was when the economy crashed, so there was a lot of people being let go. Um, Domino was let go the week before me. Um, so it, it was, it was a shock. Um, I really didn't know I was hurt. Um, the only people that called me was Victoria and, and Natty of, and Beth. Um, but you know, and people think they, they know what happened, but you know, Johnny just said that, you know, they, they we're letting people go, you know, and it wasn't for any particular reason. Um, you know, it was that, that whole economy and they were, it was a whole month of WWE letting people go, whether it was from talent and executives and so on. So yeah, it was a shock. It was, um, I, I didn't know what to do. I was stunned for a little while and Beth, um, brought me down to Florida for a week and just hang out with her and Natty and just kind of get my mind off of things. We just did girl things and, you know, she was really supportive and, um, so I, I didn't really know. And, um, I was, I was going to go back to school. Um, I was living in my own place in New Jersey. I was going to go back to school. I got into a, a culinary school in New York. Um, I didn't want to start over again because I, I had at a few weeks after I got released, um, Shelly had told me that TNA was looking for my information. Um, I did some independence and stuff like that. I just didn't want to start over again. I was just hurt and, and burnt out and, just really hurt that I didn't want to start over again. So, um, I just took the time off and, and I needed that time and looking back on it, it was a blessing in disguise and, um, was going to go back to school. And then Beth offered me to move down to Florida and go to school. Cause she was still traveling and she had two dogs that she would put up in a lodging facility. And, you know, and I had a dog, I just got a dog, um, 
my little blue, um, two weeks before I got let go. So, you know, she gave me that opportunity to do school down here and move in with her and, um, take care of her dogs. And she was on the road a lot. So, um, it was hard. It was a transition, but you know, I graduated with a 4.0 and I needed that focus of something different. And I still had my true friends and, you know, there's a lot of wrestlers down here. So, um, it was an adjustment. It wasn't easy, but it was an adjustment for sure. Uh, very good. I'm very proud of you. And, and uh, cause for me, like uh, when you say that, like, okay, uh, just to make this about me for a second, <laughs> for 12, for 12 years, I was trying to get a band together and after 12 years, I finally had this great band. And for five years, that band was doing quite well. And then it ended and I had to make a decision. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm not going back to the drawing board now. I put in so much time. I'm just going to figure out something else because 17 years of my life was about this thing. And now it's no longer about this thing. I've got to figure something else out. So I'm saying a little bit of a comparison there just to make this about me for a second. <laughs> Thanks oh. for sharing. <laughs> uh, and I finally got myself out of that headspace. It took a long time. It took like maybe a year and a yeah. half to finally get over the fact that I'm not going to be performing like I used to anymore. And if I want to sing, I can go do karaoke and have a few beers with my friends. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so okay. Uh, time has passed by. I know the trio of yourself, Deuce and Domino. You're ready to be booked. Uh, from what I read on the internet uh, when I did some research, uh, I, I saw that you were reunited for a picture uh, that I saw on Instagram in March of last year. Uh, is there anything on the horizon for the three of you? Is there possibly going to be a Deuce Domino Cherry uh, reunion somewhere, someplace? That would be great. Um, I don't, uh, the only, I, I'll be at WrestleCade in uh, North Carolina the weekend after Thanksgiving. So the 26th, I think. Um, but it's just going to be me. Um, but we don't have anything booked for all three of us. Um, but that was fun when we went and all three of us were finally together after like 10, 13 years or something. So we had a, a great turnout. Um, it'd been a long time since all of us were together and we all, all live in different States now doing different things. So, um, but yeah, it would be great. And I think a lot of people would like to see the three of us together again at least for a signing or something. Absolutely. And I'd be one of them. You know, I'm going to talk to a local promoter here in Perth, Western Australia, see if they're <laughs> interested in bringing the three of you over because I think that would be fantastic. Cherry, okay. I want you to have the opportunity right now to plug anything, everything going right now. If people want to find out where you are, where they can you know, find out where you are, please, the floor is yours. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter as former Diva Cherry. Um, I'm also on Instagram as DDC Chick. And I also am on Cameo as DDC Chick. So um, again, I will be at WrestleCade uh, November 26th in North Carolina. So come on out. There's supposed to be tons of people there. Everybody should be off since it's a holiday. So come out and see me. Um, yeah, so uh, that's exciting. And I also, um, people are asking for a lot of photos. So I self um, autograph personalized photos from my Twitter. So you can contact me there if you're interested. I have a batch going out today. Um, so to be able to reconnect with the fans and, and, you know, is definitely something that I love to do. So, um, yeah, reach out to me. Wonderful cherry and all of that information where you can find cherry, all the stuff in the description down there on YouTube. When you see this interview, cherry, we're going to a final segment of the show. It's to find out about your favorite things. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, the first three about wrestling. Then we don't have to talk about wrestling anymore. The rest are okay. about other things. Here we go, Cherry. Who is your favorite professional wrestler of all time? Randy Savage. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dig it. Uh, <laughs> second, who was your favorite opponent they had over the years? And I think I know the answer. Natty. Yeah, thought so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could pick one match, your favorite match that you performed in over the years, what would you pick? The, the debut match for with Natty. I, I had a lot of fun matches, but I think that it just marked so much for both of us. Um, and we did really well with it. So that's probably my favorite. That's good. That's a good choice. Uh, I, I thought maybe the wet and wild water fight might have. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Getting away from wrestling now, Cherry, do you have a favorite book? I love um, 
biographies. So I read a lot of wrestling biographies and it was great to have read Regal's biography and then to go on tour. And I had read it prior to WWE, but I read Regal's book and then talked about it on our tour together. So that was really fun. Um, no, but I've read a lot of books, um, biographies in general, but a lot of more wrestling ones. Bret Hart's was incredible. Um, DDP's was good. Dusty Rhodes's was good. So I love biographies, um, which leads me to loving documentaries. I live for documentaries and it could be anything. Um, I just watched the Rosa Parks documentary, um, you know, just anything where I'm, where I'm learning history, which is mm. weird because I didn't do growing up, but um, I just love learning about, about stuff. So um, big, big documentary fan. That's cool. We're very similar in that way. I love learning. I, it, it like that's what turns me on. I need the stimulus of learning something like the Woodstock 1999 documentary. I'd had no idea that that was so crazy. Like I'm just oh, obsessed with documentaries. That one. <laughs> that one out. You have to check it out. It's insane what happened at Woodstock 1999. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, very cool. Uh, uh, do you have a, a, a favorite TV show? I do. And ironically, I'm wearing his shirt, Ghost Adventures. Zach Baggins. I love paranormal ghost shows. His is the best. There's too many um, ghost investigators out there, but his show is off the chain. I'm addicted. That's my favorite show is watching that. So Zach Baggins, Ghost Adventures. And my friend went to the museum in Vegas and got me the shirt. So I don't ever want to be in a situation where there's any ghosts or paranormal stuff, but I like to watch it. I'm so weird. <laughs> yes. Ghost adventures. <laughs> Very cool. Cherry. Uh, do you have a favorite film? Like a movie? Yeah. Um, probably stepbrothers. <laughs> or, or Spy with Melissa McCarthy. I could watch spy all day every day she's so funny that movie is so funny if you've never seen it melissa mccarthy's so funny so that comedies i like um i think my all-time favorite is steel magnolias that the southern bells and um that story was just yeah that's such a great movie is, it, is that the one with dolly parton yes dolly parton sally fields um daryl hannah uh olivia right, yeah. Marcus, uh, Julie Roberts. Yeah, a lot of people in that one. Such a good movie. Such a good old school movie. That's true. Uh, it is a good film. But I hate the I hate the part, like, I don't know if it's near the beginning. He keeps The dude keeps shooting the shotgun into the air to get the birds away. Like, yeah. Can someone stop him from shooting the shotgun into the air? No one's doing anything about it anyway. Such a southern thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cherry, do you have a favorite musical artist or band? Pink, love Pink, and I've seen her in concert, and she's incredible. From a dancer to a singer to a performer, just absolutely worth it. She's incredible. Yeah, she's very, very popular in Australia. She sells out every time over here, and she does multiple shows in multiple cities. Uh, getting away from the arts now, Cherry, only a few more to go. Do you have a favorite food? Favorite food? Probably pizza. Great choice. Pizza's <laughs> great choice uh do you have a favorite place to eat on the road um if we were in like the northeast those old school diners because diners have everything if you've ever been those diners you could get anything and everything there it's just more a, a, like a memory from my childhood because we always had diners and stuff um that's probably that's probably what I would say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good choice. Uh, three to go now. Uh, Cherry, do you have a favorite alcoholic beverage? Tequila. <laughs> or red wine <laughs> is really the number one, but I do like a little tequila. Terramata is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I too like a little bit of vino. Uh, the second last one here, Cherry. Look, some people think that this is a naughty question, but it's really not because it can be meaningful in other ways as well. But sometimes it could be very, uh, you know, I'll just ask you. If you have a favorite male body part, Cherry sees a good looking guy. Where would Cherry's eyes go to first? His chest or his back? Yeah. Yep. yep. I dig it. I dig it. Because usually if they're good, then everything <laughs> else that follows is good, right? 
<laughs> I like I like to fall into my men, like just to snuggle into them. And when they have a big chest or a big back, it's nice. <laughs> very, very nice. Uh, the last one here, Cherry. I don't think you've said one curse word on this show, but what is your favorite curse word? Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> As bitch. <laughs> um, and I always say it in an endearing way. <laughs> <laughs> very that cool, is not, Cherry. That's not to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool, Cherry. Uh, Honestly, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me here today. I, I've, I'm thrilled. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking at myself on the screen, and I can see that my face has been red the whole time. I don't Aww. know if it's the blood rushing to my face from laughter, from just smiling so much. My face hurts, Cherry. I've had such a great time having a conversation with you. Thank you so much. And this is the meaningful thing that I got to say. I live in the most isolated city in the world, Perth, Western Australia. So that means you've reached all the way over here and you have a fan all the way over here. So you've reached as far as possible. Yay. I, well, thank you so much. I had so much fun. I appreciate everything that you've asked. Um, and I was in Australia once for six hours and we did the show and then popped back out. So <laughs> wish longer but yay i'm ex i'm so happy you had me thank you very much cherry and thank all of you out there for joining me here on the insider's edge podcast here in the wcwa network i'm california this is my new home girl cherry and we will see you down the road thank you